Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you find yourself listening to our famous podcast. We're grateful and glad you're with us. Thank you so very much. Ken H. coming to you live from Houston, as always. What happened this week in the world, and what do we think about it? WWW. Thank you again, as always. What a great week. Let's get started right away. For those faithful to the program, you know the format, but those new to the program, let me go ahead and share it with you. We're going to talk a little bit about this week, a little USA, a little politics, a little entertainment, a little sports. Then we're going to talk about things happening in the world. We'll take a break from our fantastic sponsors, Travel and Leisure, and then we'll talk a little bit more in depth detail about some of those other items. Fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. Let's get going. So when we talk about the USA, happy 31st of the month, the last day of May, the also the last day uh, in this calendar month, but also just coming off a holiday. If you're in America, you know that we just had Memorial Day, the 30th of each month of May in every year is Memorial Day. So the politicking tonight is going to be quite fun. The sports tonight is going to be quite fun. The entertainment tonight is going to be quite fun. We had a great holiday break. Three days, of course, always is that weekend, with Monday always being the holiday, plus or minus the 30th of May. Used to be called little known facts about Memorial Day. So those Memorial Day facts. The political world, the president in 1971 declared it an official holiday and it was picked or chosen for May 30th because that's the day the flowers bloom and we are talking about the memorial uh, remembrance of our fallen heroes our fallen soldiers men and women in the past wars and we wanted to memorialize them in a celebratory way Memorial Day and so they picked the 30th of May because that's officially the day of blooming used to be called Decoration Day, and then it converted over into Memorial Day and officially registered and recognized from 1971 on. So officially, the birthplace, many cities have over the country have picked, we were the original birth of Memorial Day, it's where it started, this is where it started, we decided it's where it started, blah, blah, blah. And so it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, And so it officially started and recognized by the Washington White House, the president at the time, declared on 1966, good birth year for me, 1966 in Waterloo, New York, that little small town would officially be recognized as the birthplace of Memorial Day. So Memorial Day started in 1971 officially, originally in 1966 it had been celebrated and been talked about, but officially declared in 1971, and sure enough, Waterloo, New York got to be the official birthplace city of the holiday. In 1915, in northern France, the spring of 1915, the poppy flower starts to bloom, and this red blossomy flower, the red bursting throughout the fields. And so as they grew and recognized the blooming concept, Monty Methel wrote a poem, read the poem, 
and that poem is now the official poem of Memorial Day, We Shall Keep the Faith. Amply titled, accurately put, and sure enough, they, they enjoy that poem, and that's where the poppy seed comes from. You'll see all the poppy seeds, people wearing the poppy seeds on their emblems, shorts, the sports figures wear the poppy seeds, everybody's wearing the poppy seeds because of this 1915 blooming season and the poppy's red incredible beautiful flower has popped out and sure enough Maine Methyl created this poem we shall keep the faith and that poppy flower has been symbolic with everybody wearing the poppy flower on this memorial holiday so that's a little politics what about some sports well interestingly enough some of the greatest athletes of our time have served in the military. Not surprising, in the older days, that was quite a normal thing. You go off to military, certainly in the times of war. Yogi Berra, famous New York Yankee catcher. Roberto Clemente, some of these names you're already going to know. Art Donovan. Ty Cobb. Jack Dempsey. Rocky Blair. Bill Bradley. Joe DiMaggio, Whitey Ford, Arnold Palmer, famous golfer, and our own Houston's Nolan Ryan. There's plenty more, and we've even had some that unfortunately have lost their lives that had served. So we have plenty of celebrities that answered the call, joined the military, served their country well, and that's an interesting part of this memorial holiday no one is exempt everyone can participate everyone gets to have a chance to serve in the military we are the largest and single only volunteer military on the planet other countries have militaries no doubt but they are not so voluntary in the european countries certainly they are mandatory a certain amount of time you must go and be a part of that so we talk a little politics, we talk a little sports, and we talk a little entertainment. Well, when it comes to entertainment, what can you think about? Well, obviously, movies, TV programs, shows, actors, actresses. Lots of actors served in the military. Jimmy Stewart, very famously. And so there's a lot of actors that did it. But how many movies, pop quiz, raise your hand, how many movies do you think have been made about war, military, engagements, military activities, military in general? The clock is ticking. Over 1,300. Let me just go ahead and stop you there. Over 1,300 movies have been made about military encounters, engagements, military activities. If you looked on any of the program TV channels yesterday, there were plenty of military movies on because Hollywood has found that military patriotism, good versus evil, winning over the bad guys, that's a, a product that people like to see, watch, and score big on. So they like to see that. Military movies are very famous. We'll talk about some famous ones. A bull, Battle of the Bulge, right? Very classic. Saving Private Ryan, of course. Pearl Harbor. 
those very famous movies that you've all heard about. And so you think about the movies, the sports people that have been engaged, and of course our own political declarations. On this Memorial Week we celebrate and honor these famous military personnel, both men and women, famous or not so famous, survived and unfortunately didn't survive. We celebrate those serve and those that have served in the military on this special Memorial Week. So we're celebrating them this week. How about Europe? How about the world, right? Obviously there's a conflict going on, so there's Ukrainians and Russians involved in a military conflict now. We know that that is not pleasant. It still is not good. Very exciting, though. There's a picture out this week of a, a city, Bulge, uh, Ukraine, and it is very cool because it showed in April they had an attack. In April they were a part of that uh, drama, and sure enough, they, uh, they've cleaned it up. And there's this incredible picture, Bucha, B-U-C-H-A, Bucha, Ukraine, and they show two famous pictures, one on April the 3rd, and the street is torn up and blown up, and military hardware blown up and burned up right on the middle of the streets, and a little sign down the street for a little gas station, ATP market sign. And sure enough, now the second picture is a marvelous same view exactly of that street, green trees, green grass beautiful clean street as if it never happened April May just a month ago so they're doing their part they're trying Bucha Ukraine first the battle and then the cleanup and they are looking good so there can be some positives boy those heartbreaks come fast don't they Oh, wasn't even looking sorry about that travel leisure magazine great faithful sponsor 58 percent if you order right now that's 12 issues one full year $29.99, or you can internet at www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today. If you've never traveled or plan to travel someplace and don't include travel and leisure, what a mistake. What a mistake. These guys have beautiful setups, write-ups, pictures, and all help you straight away. Boy, the fastest 25 minutes on podcast world. We're found all over the podcast world, folks, in case you didn't know it. We can be found on every place you find a podcast. So reach out anywhere you want to go. Reach out and do whatever you need to do, but we'll be found on all of them. United States has some of my audience. France, Colombia, Spain, United Kingdom, Germany, India, Mexico, Colombia. We are finding Ireland, Sweden. Peru, Chile, all has some visitors and listeners to the program from those famous countries. Very exciting. Thank you again for your support. Appreciate the program. Let's get started. So we're in the world now. We talked a little bit about the world just before the break, and a hard break caught me. Sorry about that. But here you have it, right? So in, Memor in, in, in Europe, they have May the 8th. May the 8th was their VE Day. It is still to this day the VE Day, and that's their Victory in Europe Day, and the May 8th was the day that the Germans signed the Surrender Treaty, 
and said the war is officially over. And so they celebrate every year VE Day in Europe. And so those European countries affected by the war, certainly World War II, and those are going to be remembered. And so France has a big spot there. Everybody, if you saw the Pre Saving Private Ryan movie, that D-Day, that huge invasion of, of Normandy and the beach that, that started turning the war and that capturing of that Normandy beach and that uh, Omaha beach and those beaches there on the Normandy coast really changed the outcome of the war to going forward. And so it was a huge deal. And so not only is there a movie that it's hard to watch those first couple of minutes, of course, if you remember, but then it kind of pans out. But it, it's, it's a very good movie, and the, 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 the movie continues to do. But, of course, I hang, uh, have, you know, 15 years, those faithful program, no, 15 years in the Netherlands. Midnight and I came on the same plane from the Netherlands to America. So we are here in the USA, but I never, ever, and you'll see pictures uh, on my social, and you'll certainly, I can send it to you if anybody requests it, but I always will hang a Dutch flag and the American flag on Memorial Day because there is so many other people buried that we should be honoring and we don't just want to limit it to the Americas. We don't want to just remind only Americans and American citizens that that's all. There were sacrifices, of course, all over. 9,386 souls are buried there in Normandy, France, at that memorial for those services, soldiers. In the Netherlands, of course, where I lived, I went up to, to Osterbake, and that's where that Battle of the Bulge, you've heard that movie, seen that movie, that's about the Netherlands, of course, right there. And over there near Maastricht, on its way to Aachen, is uh, 8,521 souls buried in that cemetery there. And some interesting facts, of course, was very interesting to me. Uh, the highest-ranking soldier ever in the European theater is buried there in that, in that tomb, uh, in that cemetery, let's say, in the Netherlands. And uh, Major General Maurice Rose, the highest ranking soldier in the European theater during the war, is buried in the Netherlands. And you've got 9,386, 8,521 buried in the Netherlands. And so not only do we have Americans here, of course, buried in cemeteries and their lives and stuff here, but we also have them buried all over the world. And so you think about Memorial, Memorial Day, Memorial Time, Memorial uh, in its entirety, and you cannot help but be remiss, right? We've got soldiers dying, of course, in Ukraine right now. Both sides are going to have to have memorials for those individuals, and you've got conflicts all over the world that don't seem to... Uh, ever. We live in a tough, tough world these days. And so when you think about memorial, how are you handling that memorial? The company that I'm with, of course, our big military company in the sense that they really do honor the veterans. They really, we've got a wall that hangs uh, there with names of, of veterans that they've assisted in getting some, some work. And so Memorial Day is a big part of, of the history in the company, and certainly a lot of veterans at the company, a lot of veterans go. My first real experience with any kind of memorial in that regard is, of course, when I moved to Rotterdam and was on the streets of Rotterdam. And for those that do not know, quick 32nd to 411. So Rotterdam was the city there on the on the on the, the uh, Mast River, which is the the uh, the Rhine, will go. You go uh, 
right up into the Rhine River, and that is the major thoroughfare into Germany and into Europe. And so anything that comes into Europe by ship or by freight will come into Rotterdam and then go up, up the Moss. And you go up the Moss River, and that turns into the Rhine River in Germany, and of course that's where that all goes. So that's kind of where Rotterdam is. And so you can see and, and understand it was a pivotal point for transit and co. You know, you hear that the, the uh, Ukrainians are trying to capture that, and the Germans will want to have that, that coastal town over in Ukraine, of course, because it's a pivotal point. And so Rotterdam held its grounds, fighting, you know, fighting going on, and the Germans at one point uh, didn't want to blow it up completely because they needed the infrastructure, but they wanted to fight. And so right down the street from where the company house was, I would walk down the streets, and you literally... My first time ever experiencing such a thing was when you could put your hands on the walls and see the bullet holes from where the bullet holes were, were ricocheting off those, off those walls and off those building structures right there at the Moss. And so I really understood for the first time, I'd never you know, been to the Alamo, of course, and that's nothing, nothing to take away from the Alamo, but nothing to such a grand scale as a world war. And so there I'm standing in Rotterdam on the streets there. I have a, a spot, look across the little harbor there, and that's Hotel New York, which is the only building at the time on the island when I first arrived. And literally every immigrant from Europe left Hotel New York, left the New York area, went on the Holland America lines, and off they went to New York City. And so I had just come from New York City. I'm now in Europe. I'm in Rotterdam. Right there's where everybody left to go from Europe to America, where I just came from. So it was a really pivotal point for me personally to really kind of come into my understanding of what historical value Rotterdam was. And there's a pretty, I, I want to use terms that don't be disrespectful, but it's, it's pretty interesting because Rotterdam at one point where they weren't going to get the city and the war started to take the turn, the Germans got very mad, much like the Russians are doing now, and they leveled a lot of Rotterdam. And right kind of down the middle of, this, of, this, of the city, they kind of blew up these buildings. And so the, the, the buildings on the, on the harbor side, right over there by the port, very open and still available and, and not blown up because they needed that infrastructure. But in the center, in the heart of the city, they really did blow up Rotterdam, and it really was a, a shame in that regard. And in the city, which is, is pretty cool as well, you'll find little circles, probably about the size of a, of a golf cup on a, on a, on a golf course, so a little small, maybe 8 to 10 centimeters, 8 to 10 uh, wide, and it's a circle, and it's a light, and it has a little flame on it, and those light up at night, and they would line those little lighted flames across that streak of where the Germans bombed. And so you go through the city, and one of the cultural, one of the historical things you can see is that line of where they stopped bombing and when, where they did bomb. And it's pretty interesting the way they did it. Now, because of that destruction, Rotterdam has got some of the best architecture because now new architecture has come. And Rotterdam is quite a modern city with its look and architectural. In fact, when I was there, 2006 or seven, I believe, they won the Architectural City of Europe prize because that European uh, architecture you have in half the city was old and, and, and very Dutch and very uh, very narrow and thin, and then you have these very modern buildings that look really cool, and all this very stuff, and every building 
in Europe if you don't know why there's a big piece of art out front because all the European governments will honor a city, honor a building, honor the construction project and give some subsidies for the city from the city to the building constructor so you can get a little discount let's say on your building if you're going to be building there in the city if you'll put a piece of artwork out front so you'll find a lot of art all over Europe in front of those buildings and the reason they did that is because they get that subsidies but of course that then made it very architecturally nice shapes and diagram you know the famous cube houses are right there in Rotterdam literal cubes very cool looking houses and then you've got the the uh, the various buildings and the shapes and the sizes and then of course I mentioned the Rotterdam Hotel New York now at one point when I first there I have a picture of me looking across that's the only building on the island now it is towered over by many buildings over there that they've just blown up and made architecturally either restaurants or buildings or hotels and and obviously apartment complexes and so just huge industrial development area and so they did a lot but while I was there Rotterdam became the sports uh, city of Europe the architectural city of Europe the hospitality section of Europe and so very very exciting place to be and it was a perfect perfect setup for me to really enjoy and you you come home one evening in the winter time and it's so quiet and peaceful there on the harbor and your footprints are the only footprints in the snow and very Norman Rockwellish picturey or a very quiet a very cool way to look at that so you hear a lot of memories from me so not only was the memory on this memorial day about the people that we lost but obviously about the the activity that occurred there and you think about the activities with the various war you could think about the the french indian revolution you could think about our own civil war you could think about our own uh uh, uh world war one and then world war two we want never to have world war three we have the iraqi war the afghanistan conflict uh, and war and so you've got all of these things where your soldiers have come home and those that have not come home we are sorry and grateful to their families and, and thank their families for that sacrifice of of that for our freedoms that we enjoy today and so how you can think about this I'd love for you to take a couple of minutes this week and think about the memorials uh, and the way to memorialize people. Right now you've heard a little bit about where those poppies are coming from and when that occurred. You've heard about when this actually became an official holiday here in the United States. If you have the luxury of traveling around the world, there are plenty of memorial services, of memorial uh, cemeteries, if you will, of our fallen troops. We have been all over the world with our presence and our protections of the weaker and the protections of those rights and injustices and the things that have happened. So there are ways that you can do it. I would encourage you to find a way to think about or take into account. There's 1,300 plus movies you could watch to remind you of the sacrifices that allow you to sit here today and wherever you are, enjoy this podcast with freedom and understanding. The countries that I just able, they are able to listen and enjoy this podcast because they have the freedoms that perhaps our soldiers allowed and assisted in getting those freedoms, pushing back those tyranny uh, tyrant type individuals and making it a safer place so we are as always taking an opportunity to highlight the things that have happened this week in the world and what do we think about it and this has been memorial week 
It is Memorial Week here in the United States. It's a short work week. We've had a three-day weekend, and we're going to have some things. We've got the Queen's Jubilee going on here in, the, in Europe and certainly in England. That's a big event, and I'll be at a big party on, on Saturday for, uh, with some, some English people that are hosting this wonderful people. Uh, hosting this big Queen's Jubilee. So that's going to be exciting times. And then the polo match finishes up on Sunday. So a big weekend for me coming up. So it's it's big things happening. How are you going to remember? How do you memorialize? How do you uh, honor that, say, those people, those individuals, and those families that you know have made that sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice? Or perhaps you know some soldiers in your life that are still living and have not perished, but we can certainly honor them and that famous Thank you for your service. Never gets old. They all tell me the same. That never gets old hearing. Remember, folks, we are all in this together. We are under one sky. I'm Ken H. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, WWW, what happened this week in the world, and what do we think about it? These are the fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world.